Are you ready to hack your time? I'm Vicky and I am obsessed with course correcting everything that you've been taught about how to use your time because I know that you can create more success while having more fun and taking more rest. I went from doing all the things, working 80 hour weeks to creating a 15 hour work week. Listen and learn how to hack your time never have to say that you don't have time ever again. You too will learn how to accelerate without doing more today. Hello, hello, lovely people. Today, what we're going to speak about is the 90-10 rule. I will stipulate this, stipulate? I will start by saying I could have put any numbers there. Um, could have been 80-20, could have been 70-30, so it's not something specific to get hung up on, on the 90-10. The reason why I used 90-10 was to give like a more extreme example. So let me start at the beginning. (laughs) You may have heard me talk about the 50-50 rule before and explaining how life is 50-50. Life is good and bad. Um, Here's why this is so important when we expect to be happy all the time or to feel amazing all the time or to only have pleasure in our lives all the time we are not experiencing life to its fullest capacity this can lead to things like overeating over drinking over exercising and arguing with ourselves when we're not happy putting ourselves down thinking that there's something wrong with us so really when we fully acknowledge that life is 50 50 and always has been and always will be, then we can start to, or we can stop disempowering ourselves and arguing with what is and what we cannot change. So that's why it's super important to just really have a handle on this 50-50 concept. And I know that some of you are thinking, well, mine's 60-40. I literally had a client yesterday. She was like, I'm gonna go for 60-40, maybe 70-30. I get it, we've been sold happiness all the time because we've been sold by the coca-cola and be happy (laughs) so of course that's what we've been sold but really thinking about life and i've definitely spoken with you guys about this before we don't even want to be happy all the time there are things that happen in life where our response is not to be happy so really just going to say it one more time acknowledging that life is 50 50. um some really powerful examples are i mean i remember when i was single and I just wanted to be in love and wanted to be married. And then I moved in with Gid, who you all met on the podcast. And we lived in this tiny studio apartment and he was like always there. (laughs) And I was like, huh? Like he's always here. And we don't agree on everything all the time. And like there's things that we do because he wants to do them and things that we do because I want to do them. And there's things that we do separately as well, but there's definitely more. It's not like oh, life is better, now I'm married, it's like still 50-50. Same with a lot of my clients that are employees that think they wanna be entrepreneurs or have made the jump to entrepreneurship already and they're seeing that like, oh, there were also good things to being employed, like being able to switch off easily and having maybe medical care taken care of and having the consistency of a stable paycheck. That now when they are entrepreneurs, there's obviously lots of benefits and they've chosen to do it but it really is 
like 50-50 no matter what you choose. There is no all out better way to live life. Otherwise we would all be taught the optimal way to live life and we would just do it. So these labels that we think are gonna make us happier, still a 50-50. Now, one thing I do want to say is that 0% and 100% don't exist. I'm calling it there is always something at either end. So I said I could have used any numbers um, when it came to the 90-10 rule, which I've not even introduced yet. Um, And the reason why we could use any numbers is because everything is not 50-50. Like not every experience in life is 50-50. Not every item on your calendar or your to-do list is 50-50. It doesn't work like that. It's like that averages out our whole experience. It's not even that every day is 50-50 or every hour is 50-50 or every week is 50-50. Like we don't have to expect that like, oh, I should be getting 50-50. I've had a bad day. Tomorrow should be an amazing day. It may work out like that and it often does, but that's not the rule. That's not what we're saying. Um, And we just want to stay away then from like, well, this has been a 0% day or an 100% day. Like it doesn't really exist. There's always gonna be like 1% of something that was good or 1% of something that maybe wasn't optimal. So the reason why I point that out is because we, again, our brains tend to set unrealistic expectations on the, well, this isn't 100% and or be overly dramatic and be like, this is 0%. And the reason our brains do this is because our brains are lazy. and it's just easy to call zero or a hundred and maybe it requires more brain energy to look for like what actually is the good thing in this thing that's seemingly bad what actually is the bad thing in the thing that's seemingly good not that you actually have to look for the bad things and things that are seemingly good that's not what i'm talking about here that's the opposite of what we're talking about but just that reminder that our brains are lazy our brains are going to look for the obvious Our brains are going to look to repeat past patterns and our brains are going to look to take on like accepted societal norms based on what are societal norms we've been exposed to. I always think about when I was traveling in India and there they don't have, they call it like Western toilets, like ours with like a seat and everything. It's just literally off in a hole in the ground. Um, And, you know, to my norms, to what I'd experienced, that was strange. But for them, what we do is strange. So neither one is better or worse. We just have this opinion that, you know, ours is 100% or what we've done in the past is 100% better. Or even I like to think of like broccoli. Um, I think every kid goes through a phase where they don't like broccoli because it's green and people look like they want us to eat it. And I don't know why, because I love broccoli. But so often um, adults later in life do end up enjoying broccoli. And what's happened is we've just been able to break through this habit and this pattern of like, oh, it's 0%. I don't like anything about it. So like, actually, I like that it's healthy and good for me. And then once we start to shift and veer towards it, we can start looking for what's good about it. And with my clients, we apply this to everything that they have to do, from paying taxes, to cleaning out the garage, to going live on Facebook, to asking for a raise or asking someone out on a date. Like we wanna remember our brains, by design, are looking for the negative, right? By design, our brains are looking 
for the negative and for doing the least amount of things possible. The reason why this is so important, like I would let you guys keep all of your like paying taxes is boring and long and difficult. I would let you keep all of that if that was gonna be the only part of the day that that impact, impacted. But the truth is, when you focus on the negative about something that you have decided to do, because you don't wanna go to jail, <laughs> then you invite that negative and that negativity impacts your whole day. You don't start off pissed off and then switch into feeling amazing. So the power here, how I want you guys to use and apply the 90-10 rule, and the reason I gave it the 90-10 is because something can be 90% negative and 10% positive. We don't need to make it like 100% amazing. We don't even need to make it 50-50. So even if it's really negative, your brain can find the 10% that's okay even if it resists you, even if it tells you that it can't, even if it's like, there's nothing positive about this, keep focusing, keep redirecting your brain. Your brain is a tool for you. Like redirect it to where you wanna go. But if there was one thing, but how could I see this from a different perspective? How would someone else maybe describe this same thing that I am seeing? What am I missing? What might Vicky say if she was looking for that 10%? Sometimes it's really powerful to get outside of our own brain into someone else's. So for example, really obvious one when it comes to paying taxes is you are getting paid. You, you know who doesn't have to pay taxes? People that aren't getting paid. If you are paying taxes, congratulations, you are getting paid. If you have the choice, and, and you do have the choice, you can not pay taxes and not get paid. So here you are choosing to get paid and choosing to pay taxes. Another one could be experiencing anxiety, right? I've spoken about this on the very first episode where I spoke about that realization that my anxiety was an example of how fucking powerful my brain was. And that goes for all of you if you experience anxiety. It's also such a feeling of being alive. I remember breaking up with like my childhood boyfriend and really like not really feeling any emotions. I guess I just kind of shut down. And then I wanted to watch scary movies. I like wanted to bring on fear on purpose so that I could feel emotions again. And I did it. And lots of people actually like scary movies. Um, part, part of that can be for sure because we feel alert, we feel alive, we feel aware. Even like I came up with another one. <laughs> cleaning up dog shit. And I came up with this one because where we are living in France, people do not clean up dog shit. And I'm gonna start putting French signs around, <laughs> selling them on why cleaning dog shit is good. Cleaning up dog shit, should I say. It's like literally contributing to a clean neighborhood, right? And then everyone gets to experience that clean neighborhood. So I've given you the 90%. We don't have to love every part of everything that we do. That's not the human experience. That's not what we're talking about here. We just want to be able to redirect our brain to look for the 10% because that's gonna change our experience of doing it, right? When we start to see like, okay, there's lots of reasons why I don't like to do this, but here's the one reason why I might like to. We are gonna show up and get it done way quicker than when we are slowly trudging through all of our inner negative chatter. So the way that you can apply this is really just thinking of the sentence. It sucks because, in fact, you may not even want to write all the becauses out, but like it sucks and the 10% is dot, 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 and just complete that sentence. Okay, I hear you brain, it sucks, we don't want to do it, it's going to take a long time, this isn't fun, um, it's boring, it's dull, whatever, whatever you, okay. 
And the 10% is dot, dot, dot. Just redirecting your brain, just inviting that in is so powerful because we are not arguing with ourselves. We are not piling on the frustration and getting pissed off with ourselves. We are building our ability to redirect our brain to where we want it to go, to what is going to allow us to move faster, to experience more pleasure and have more fun and to get shit done. We are building our ability to look for the bright side in things. Like it really is, you know, our brain looks for what we tell it to look for. And I love this example of like, when you go into a party, if someone's wearing the same dress as you, it could be a party of a hundred people. You will notice that person. Your brain's already aware of that dress. So the more you are aware and build this, this muscle and this ability to be aware of what you want to find, the more you find it. This is like gold. So try it. What's, what is one thing? Try it with one thing. What is one thing you've been dreading, putting off, and what's the 10% about it that isn't bad or is even beneficial for you? Maybe it challenges you. Maybe it's gonna feel amazing when it's done. Maybe you get to get away from the fucking work desk. I've had clients tell me that they, the commutes that they complained about became opportunities to listen to this very podcast. So have a look and challenge your brain. Hey, if you wanna get five hours a week back minimum for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported, and coached, of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.